Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the latest Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra podcast. Pete Sampson joined by Kevin Sinclair and Tom Loy. Norton picked up a commitment in the last week, three-star cornerback slash athlete, Joseph Wilkins from Florida. And the state of Florida is what I want to talk to you guys about first. Norton going out of Miami, top 10 matchup. It's a state that's important to Notre Dame recruiting, and it sort of ebbs and flows between how important it is. Um, but when you look at Notre Dame's roster, 10 scholarship guys from Florida. It's the most of any state. Um, I get Tom, you're pretty plugged in and around the state, so I'll start with you. How do you how would you sort of evaluate the way Notre Dame's recruiting Florida right now? Because you know, from my perspective up here, they're getting guys out of there. I'm not sure if they're getting like the guys out right now. How how do you sort of assess Notre Dame's recruiting position down there? Well, if you look if you look at this class right now, um, they have a definite chance to get the guy in Florida when right. you're looking at five-star offensive tackle, Nicholas petit Freer. But if you're talking South Florida, I think they got an absolute dude in Kevin Austin. Um, he's, a, he's a stud, man, all the way across the board. Um, there's some early, way too early comparisons to guys like Terrell Owens, things like that, just because of his big body, he can run and catch. Um, but I think that that's, that's, you know, getting one of the, the best true playmakers in South Florida. But, again, if you're talking – across the board and you're looking at the whole state and yeah i mean if they can get their hands on petite freer that's going to be a huge pull i know we talked about uh, recently at irishillustrated.com about the addition of houston griffith back in the mix um, for notre dame so that's another guy obviously he's from the chicago area initially but currently resides in florida so i guess we'll get we'll give the sunshine the sunshine state that one for yeah. him if they're eventually able to from florida from florida state i mean and then a guy that I think is severely underrated is Avante Krim. Everybody calls him BJ. Just a, a guy that Notre Dame absolutely loves in the secondary. Um, like I said, one of the more underrated guys in that state. So when you really look at it top to bottom and then the addition of George Takis, I think they did a really nice job. Um, when you go back and you look at the rest of the guys that they've pulled in the past couple of years, I mean, Tavon Coney and Dexter Williams in 2015. You got guys like Devin Studstill and Kevin Stefferson in uh in 2016, uh, Dion McIntosh, a couple guys that have transferred, Parker Boudreaux, Spencer Perry, but and then last year pulling a guy like Robert Haynes, who's who's uh, he's a freshman, he's taken his lumps on occasion, but I think top to bottom, I mean, it's a state you have to recruit, it's a state that they've done well at, and they've got some underrated talent from that state. It, Kevin, I'm curious about your take on like how Nurim's chased down some of the guys there. Austin, uh, you guys are both pretty plugged in with him. I don't. T- or- Kevin, you really like BJ Krim very early on. Um, what, what sort of your feeling on, on some of these guys in terms of Notre Dame going down there and, and pulling out maybe potential difference makers? Yeah, well, it sort of all starts with Autry Denson down there in Florida. And I think, um, you know, it's obvious he's from Florida. Uh, he went to Notre Dame, had a lot of success there. 
and then went on to play after Notre Dame. So um, just having him as your sort of spokesman in, in that regard, so to speak, um, that's obviously a huge plus for them. And I find it kind of interesting. Um, you know, I'm always sort of looking forward into the 2019 class. Um, Notre Dame, if I'm sure we all remember in 2013, um, Alford sort of pulling Terry and Falston and Greg Bryant from Florida to, uh, you know, really solid Florida running backs. Well, we could see something similar in 2019 as Autry Denson's really on Kenny McIntosh and Ches Malusi, a pair of really, you know, very talented Florida running backs. Um, so that's been interesting. And, and I think, yeah, that if we want to talk about sort of, you know, what's the, the big angle that Notre Dame sort of takes and recruiting Florida, I'd say Autry Denson uh, is that guy. He can, he can, you know, speak firsthand about how Notre Dame worked out for him. He was a kid. He was in their shoes, uh, you know, a prospect in Florida being recruited by Notre Dame, and, and clearly it all worked out for him. Yeah, and, Tom, I'm curious, like, your opinion on this, because when Alford left, it was like it felt like a, a panic situation for Notre Dame, even though Denson looked like he had – the sort of inside track on the job from the beginning, just because Alford was such a, a great recruiter. How do you, how have you seen Denson maybe grow into the job as a recruiter uh, over the last couple cycles? He's done a really good job of, we, and we had kind of talked about this when we had a media opportunity with him earlier this year, but he's done a really good job of, of recruiting a certain type of kid to Notre Dame. And sure. If a, if an elite prospect wants to come, it's going to be tough for him to turn him down, but he has a criteria of this certain type of kid he wants. And there's a reason that when you look at the running backs like Josh Adams, Dexter Williams, Tony Jones, Jr., Dion McIntosh, CJ Holmes, those guys are probably the closest group out of the entire Notre Dame roster. Sure. They all want to be the guy. They all want to get all the carries. They're competitive, but personality wise, these guys are extremely close. They're, they're brothers. Um, and that's the kind of guy that, that Denton is recruiting. He wants the guy that's going to step in, fill, you know, kind of fill the next man in role, the, that mentality. Um, so, so sure, he'll go recruit the best of the best, but if they don't fit at Notre Dame, what he's trying to do as a coach, if he doesn't fit in his running back room, um, it's, it's going to be difficult for, for Denton to truly want to keep pursuing that kid. So kudos to him because what he's doing is working. Um, I know everybody was freaking out when, when, when Tony decided to head to Ohio State, you know, both on as a recruiting coordinator, which I said at the time, give Mike Elston an opportunity. He's going to make some positive changes. And look what he's done over the last couple of years before moving to Brian Polian at this point. So and then with the rushing attack, man, it's, it's really, really hard to argue with what uh, with with the production of the Notre Dame backfield. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think one important thing that you look at Florida, it's a it's a different kind of kid down there. But if you're going into North Broward Prep to pull out Kevin Austin or Berkeley Prep to get Petit Frere, you're getting kids that have the academic sort of background already, where you're not having to worry about that piece of the puzzle, which is a pretty damn important piece of that puzzle. Um, in terms of recruiting Florida, Notre Dame did pick up a guy from down there this week in, in Joseph Wilkins. Um, it's, a, I mean, an interesting recruitment just because when Notre Dame got on him, they were really far and away the biggest profile school to make a move for him. Um, I think that's, that's probably still the case even after the commitment this week. Kevin, I'll start with you because, I mean, you, you both guys, both you guys have been writing about Wilkins for a while now. Um, what, 
What was sort of your first impression when you saw Notre Dame get involved with Wilkins? Because at that point, I think it was more like, you know, Western Kentucky and some almost group of five schools were uh, kind of the, the major contenders. Yeah, well, certainly. I mean, we look at his ranking first and, and having a look at his position fit and all of that right away. But, you know, when I looked at his film, you could see those raw tools there. And that's that's what landed him at Notre Dame. He has that, you know, he's listed at 6'2". If he's, you know, let's say he's uh, sort of overlisted there and he's only 6'1 or so, he has like 6'2 or 6'3 length. Um, you know, he's a, a guy, you know, that that body type is something that's, you know, really sort of, I always say, worth weight and gold at the college football level. Um, you know, his just pure athleticism, natural athleticism. Um, if you watch his film, you'll see him make make cuts without losing speed. He hits top speed quickly, um, but he's still learning the cornerback position. And when I, you know, when I first got into speaking with him, um, you know, he was sort of almost like honored that an all-pro former all NFL all pro cornerback Todd Light offered him and thought he could play the cornerback position. Um, and then sort of on top of that, getting to know him, um, you know, on a personal level, uh, his maturity, just sort of the way he carries himself um, right off the hop. I knew that, you know, when it came to official visit time, uh, regardless of where his stock was with Notre Dame at the time, I was you know, really confident that the staff was really going to like him and that his stock would rise um, just based on his on, and how he's sort of put together you know, mentally. He's uh, a kid who, when you would meet him as a college football coach or recruiter, you would feel confident about his future at the college level. So, um, you know, his raw tools are there right now. He's a better receiver than he is a cornerback. But, you know, he does a bit of a bit of everything, um, you know, over at North Fort Myers. Once he focuses on just cornerback, not the return game receiver and being the leader and captain at that, at that program, um, I think he could develop really nicely. Um, I actually really like this pick. Tom, how quickly did you know this guy was going to be a guy that was like take good for Notre Dame when you started dealing with him and then talking to, to people around Notre Dame and sort of the vibe you got around uh, the Goog? Well, personality-wise, I thought he was always a fit. Um, he definitely comes across as a kid that would do well and, and flourish in South Bend. And then you kind of, you see a kid on tape as a junior that's pretty talented, that, that is, you know, rightfully offered by the Indiana State, the Western Kentucky, and even, um, you know, South Florida jumping in early. And then he starts to kind of build, and then he gets an Arizona offer. And I think Maryland, South Carolina jumped in. And, and then an offer kind of, jumped out at me with Western Kentucky. He took a visit and, and Pete, you and I had talked about this and he visited Western Kentucky, which was where Mike Sanford, former Notre Dame officer coordinator is at. And there was some dialogue between both Stanford and, and the Notre Dame coaching staff. Like, like, Hey, this guy's getting, you know, we're going to offer him, but let's be honest, he's not coming to Western Kentucky. Well, his next offer after that came a few months later probably I think I think a month and a half or something like that from Notre Dame so they offered in mid-May and then things started to get interesting Kentucky Michigan State Washington State and you and then it's like so I get it and I saw a kid that could play at this level but when Notre Dame offered I mean let's be honest that was not a committable offer he couldn't just say all right I'm in mm -hmm. haven't visited that's not how Notre Dame does things so you watch him as a senior and you see a guy who's increased his speed has good length, has good size, 
um, is very smart, knows the playbook. He's just you get you. He knows what he's talking about when you talk X's and O's with him. So you knew that right then. That's the kind of kid that Mike Elko uh, is going to recruit and like. So it just at that point took a visit. So he got on campus, he got around Todd Light, got around Elko, and it's rare to hear what I heard coming out of a visit with a recruit to the extent of everybody raving about this young man and just how big of an impression he made from people I spoke to, the sources I got around the Goog, just everybody raved about this kid. And it, and it, it kind of, I had to step back and I was like, you know, you rarely hear about it, um, I guess, this strong, mm-hmm. the, the, the commentary some people had. So at that point, I knew 100% this is where he's going to end up. You know, if Notre Dame was pushing, Wilkins already had Notre Dame on top. So you knew it was all going to work out for him. And, and despite him saying, um, I'm going to take a couple extra visits, make sure it's a place for me. You know, he, once he arrived in South Bend, it was a wrap. So it worked out well for both parties. Well, let's spin this into the, our five guys segment. Kevin, I'll let you go first. Um, you know, you we've been talking about early enrollees, who's going to be, and you know, Notre Dame apparently is going to be adding yet another one at the linebacker position. They already have Jack Lamb, but it sounds like somebody else, and Ovi Agufu, but there'll be a third one now. Yeah, sort of uh, later last night, um, I was working on an early enrollee article, actually, and I uh, I, I came across uh, Bo Bauer as, um, you know, another early enrollee. I spoke with him sort of late last night. Um, I'd heard rumblings last week that it was possible that he would be early enrolling, uh, enrolling early, I, I should say, um, and he confirmed that last night. So, um, you know, I, of course, Jack Lamb and Ovia Gufo, uh, and Bo Bauer all enrolling early is definitely a really good thing for Notre Dame. Um, Niles Morgan, Greer Martini uh, going out the door. Um, sort of uncertainty about uncertainty about you know the Mike and Buck linebacker positions uh, next year. Who who the guys will be there? Obviously Tavon Coney, uh, the huge front runner there. He's been super impressive this fall. Um, getting guys in there early, getting them you know in tune with the defense. I think Jack Lamb's a guy who. You know, definitely push for snaps. Um, You know, that's a kid with a Princeton offer. uh, Truly, truly high, high football IQ kid. But Bo Bauer is, you know, this is a kid who I was told recently by someone who knows him really well. His work ethic is just unmatched. He's a super, super focused kid. Um, You know, he's really special in that regard. I spoke with his his, his head coach. Um, you know, said very similar things. He trains really hard with the program. He trains outside of the program, um, you know, with just sort of outside trainers. He does CrossFit. He does, you know, just anything to sort of up his game. Um, you know, he was also a, huge, a big time baseball prospect, could have played uh, Division One baseball, um, you know, quit playing baseball altogether to just focus on football this year. Um, you know, I'd like to see sort of him develop a bit more uh, as a pass cover guy. But uh, definitely uh, an outstanding inside linebacker. Yeah, I mean, it's with the linebacker depth chart. If you want to compete for time, you got to put yourself on even terms with the other guys in your class. So all three early enrollees at the inside linebacker positions basically is, is a positive for Notre Dame. Tom, uh, uh, some scoop that you dropped on the board on our site the other day about uh, a four-star prospect. Notre Dame felt like they were going to get very early in the process, then completely fell off the map, but now might be back in it. Yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing to think about the path to where we're at right now with Houston Griffith, a top 100 cornerback safety. 
currently out of IMG Academy in Florida, like we like we mentioned before, originally from the Chicago area. Um, <laughs> early on in this recruitment, um, when we saw him at an RAS camp in Fort Wayne, he had a handful of offers, and he looked like a kid that had the potential to to be a national recruit, but he wasn't there yet. Um, Notre Dame was the player early. Um, it was the local school. He loved everything about it. Um, and then 2016 happened, and, and uh, things didn't exactly go as well as planned for anybody um, on the field. Four and eight happened, and he started looking around elsewhere. He didn't feel – he and his family, there wasn't a lot of confidence in the program, the direction, um, the strength coaches, all things that they take extremely serious. It just wasn't working out. So he ends up committing to Florida State. But all the while, um, there's been dialogue with with him and the Notre Dame coaching staff. Um, the impression that Brian Kelly made on the family in terms of what he did this offseason and, you know, just stepping away and making every right move possible, bringing in a new strength staff, bringing in a new, new defensive coordinator, a bunch of new coaches. Um, it's not exactly what maybe he wanted to do because it's tough to kind of do that as a head coach and basically admit wrong and admit fault. But he made all the right moves, and Houston Griffith has taken notice. And at this point, you know, my, my crystal ball is not on Notre Dame at this point. I think it's there's still things that need to happen, um, both academically and just getting all set for Notre Dame if that's what he decides to do. But, uh, I mean – the Fighting Irish are very much in play here. My gut says he flips to Notre Dame. Um, I think that everybody would be on board with that decision. Reported last night that I expect him to visit South Bend in um, this month around Thanksgiving. We'll see what happens there. So he's an early enrollee. Obviously, he could change his mind on that front. But I, uh, I expect him at this point. It's really going to be difficult for Florida State to hold off uh, Notre Dame in this battle because they've done such a good job of recruiting him and making such a big impression um, just as, a, as a, a complete university and football program with both, again, both Griffith and his family. Yeah, I think the family is a really important piece of that puzzle. I, I mean, I remember talking to Houston at the opening this summer uh, on video, just asked him about how much the 4-8 season impacted his opinion at Notre Dame. I, I should have, like, screenshotted the look on his face when I said 4-8 because, I mean, <laughs> you could tell. He was just like, you know what, I want to win championships, and, like, that's – that's just not the place. Um, so Notre Dame has done a complete image rehab there. Uh, it's, it's paying off. Tom, who, uh, where did you want to go next in your five guys? Yeah, we could talk about Cade Mays. I mean, I know we, we had talked about it before and um, that we, you know, my sources have in, had informed me that he decommitted from Tennessee. This is a five-star offensive tackle, um, a guy with ties to the program, an in-state kid from Knoxville, um, you know, I was told roughly a month ago that he had opened things back up behind the scenes, but it came out this week that he officially decommitted from Tennessee, opening things back up and opening the door to the likes of Notre Dame, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State. And again, if they decide to make a change at the head coaching spot and the right guy comes in, Tennessee could get very much involved quickly. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. He's an early enrollee, so look for this to get wrapped up um, quickly, which which also hurts Tennessee because, I mean, how quickly can you really fire and hire a coach and develop that relationship? So, my you know, my gut says he ends up elsewhere, which is a tough decision because this guy was all Tennessee for such a long time. But he's going to visit Notre Dame. 
at least tentatively set to visit Notre Dame uh, in December for the banquet. Um, the the Echoes. Right now, he's taking visits to Clemson. He's been to Georgia. Uh, those are probably the teams to beat at this point. It's going to be tough to take down the Tigers and the, and the Bulldogs, but it's hard to argue with what Notre Dame's doing. It's hard to argue with what Harry Heastan's done with offensive linemen. There's a relationship there with offensive coordinator Chip Long. So anybody who just assumes Notre Dame can't land this kid, they're, they're missing the boat on this one. There's a definite possibility um, that he could end up in South Bend, but right now it looks like he's going to head elsewhere. But again, just see if he makes the, the visit to South Bend, and then we'll kind of go from there. Kevin, I'll let you finish off with the final two guys in our final in our five guys segment. A couple underclassmen that uh, are notable this week. Yeah, so Hunter Spears, I spoke. I, uh, defense, sorry, Hunter Spears, strong side defensive end, out of Texas, six foot four, two hundred fifty-seven pounds. Um, has ten offers right now. Alabama, Notre Dame being the notable. Uh, ones there, and uh, obviously Texas programs in Baylor, Houston, Texas Tech. Uh, ranked number 132 overall, number 11 strong side defensive end, and number 15 overall prospect in Texas. Um, visited Notre Dame for the USC game. Uh, Notre Dame's been recruiting him very heavily. Um, he's told me, sort of the last few times I've spoken with him, he said, without a doubt, Notre Dame's the school recruiting him the you know the most. He's hearing from them the most. He's speaking with them the most often. Um, big push there, Mike Elston and other other uh, Notre Dame coaches in on that one. Um, definitely keep an eye on Stanford with him. Visited there in the summer, but honestly, when I've been speaking with him, sort of in depth about his recruitment, I haven't heard him mention Stanford really at all. So, um, but obviously, you know, he's a high academic kid. Stanford does well with with uh, prospects in Texas uh, worth keeping an eye on. But um, he's told me that Notre Dame's definitely the leader in his recruitment, the top school on his list. Um, one thing that's interesting with him for me in terms of his position fit, a lot of times, like uh, for instance, like Myron Tegovaloa, Amosa, we hear this while well, he's a, a guy who could play both defensive tackle and strong side defensive end, but they just end up at, at one position. It's usually one or the other. You don't see them uh, end up actually playing both positions, but this is a guy who I think really will. This is a guy who I think really can play both defensive tackle and strong side defensive end. Notre Dame clearly doing really well, 2019 defensive lineman, which is obviously a very, very good thing for the Irish. So um, that's one to keep an eye on. Um, my next guy, I guess our last guy, uh, Cameron Kelly, is a 2019 cornerback of Chesapeake, Virginia. Oscar Smith, a six foot, 190 pound prospect. Um, this a guy is a truly elite offer list. Uh, 32 offers as of now. Um, Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Georgia, Notre Dame, Michigan, Oregon, Penn State, Stanford, so many more. Um, Notre Dame offered on October 20, and he visited just on the weekend on November 4th. Um, I was kind of surprised Notre Dame waited this long to, or as long as they did to offer him. I spoke with him. Uh, sort of either late spring or early summer, um, he, you know, had been receiving lots of interest from Notre Dame, and he was very interested in Notre Dame. Um, you want to talk about a kid who's a very, very clear fit off the field at Notre Dame? Uh, this is the guy. Uh, very similar to sorry, if you, if you were to if you followed Thomas Booker, um, those type, you know, Nick Petit Frere, those type of prospects um, that are just you know truly. You know, absolute fits, crystal clear fits at Notre Dame. Uh, Cameron Kelly fits in that uh, that category. Uh, 
really near 4.0 GPA, wants to you know, become a neurosurgeon. Um, grew up a big Notre Dame fan. Uh, his mom is a huge Notre Dame fan. He spoke sort of in-depth about things about Notre Dame you don't hear. Um, you know, 17, 16-year-old kids talk about, big fan of the movie Rudy, all of those types of things. Uh, gets it done on both sides of the ball for his program. 48 catches for 753 yards and five touchdowns last year. 35 tackles, eight interceptions, um, other statistics that just jump off the page. Um, this guy visited Notre Dame. I spoke with him sort of briefly. Um, definitely really, really enjoyed his visit. Um, this is a guy who I, you definitely need to sort of circle if you follow recruiting closely. This is a guy I expect Notre Dame to you know, work really hard on, and I think they'll be in his top group going forward. All right, well, that's a wrap for this week's Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra podcast. Until next week, Pete Sampson, joined as always by Kevin Sinclair and Tom Lloyd. Thanks for listening.